Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Blue Collar Blacklisted. I am your host, Stanley Hudson, here with Captain Reverso, the world's foremost authority in all things backing up. None of that's real. About the backing up, that is. Let's see. You can find us on our website online, bcblpodcast.com. You can always send us an email, info at bcblpodcast.com. And you can find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Let's roll into it. <clears throat> the first thing I got this evening is uh, it's a Substack, And I've seen this person's stuff before. How do you pronounce that? Kanakoa? Is that correct? Uh, that's what it sounds like. So, allegedly, this is from the laptop from hell. I have no reason to believe that it's not. And I've seen it several times. I saw this last week. So, this up to the top there. This is from their uh, Substack. The, the headline, the Biden's, Biden family's most treasonous text message. The Bidens got rich helping Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping build China's Belt and Road. That's probably true. I have tried to make this text message go viral since I first discovered it on March 31, 2022. It's unbelievable. The Biden family's treason summarized in one text message and written in Hunter's own words. Everything they accused the Trump family of doing with the Russia hoax, the Biden family was actually doing with the Russia and China. I published this article on the text message on April 1st, 2022. And it's pretty much the same headline. My source for this text message is Marco Polo, an anti-corruption organization who have now been cited by Fox News, New York Post, Daily Mail, and countless other mainstream news organizations for the research on Hunter's laptop. You can look at Hunter's laptop on their website and verify this text message for yourself. And here it is, dated December 14th, 2018, 10.31 a.m. And so Haley is the sister-in-law that was married to Bo. Okay, so, and this is Hunter's text. You're right, Haley. I find myself because I've chosen to alienate all my friends and family and employees and you and the kids and my kids, etc. Very alone in dealing with rebuilding an income that can support an enormous alimony and my kids' costs and myself dealing... This is a huge run-on sentence, by the way. Dealing with the aftermath of the abduction and likely assassination, that's what the New York Times suspects, of my business partner, the richest man in the world, the arrest and conviction of my client and the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China by the U.S. government, the retaliation of the Chinese in the ouster and arrest of U.S.-suspected CIA operatives inside China, my suspected involvement in brokering a deal with Vladimir Putin directly for the largest sale of oil gas assets inside Russia to China, a tax bill that Eric left hanging over my business, and Dad's running for president. (laughs) Nice. Make of that what you will. Allegedly, this is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life-or-death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Continuing our theme of the Biden family honesty, and yet again, this is one I've seen before and yet hadn't had time to cover well, I'm sorry, never made time to, to cover. 
this is on gellerreport.com, which it's a, a link to uh, Rodney Howard Brown tweet from July 15th. Leaked audio from days after the 2016 election, before Trump's inauguration, Biden calls Poroshenko, then head of state of Ukraine, and threatens him, this is their words, not mine, with assassination if he cooperates with the incoming Trump administration. Hit it. Overdrive to clean up loose ends. November 16, 2016, two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get into position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the Pravada Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Critically important. Oh, that's a straight threat right there. <laughs> to your economic and physical security. I mean, <clears throat> and trying to, to play the devil's advocate here, I mean, could he, in theory, I guess he could be talking about the entirety of Ukraine's government, but it sounds pretty personal. Yeah, yeah that was pretty. Not to mention the, the footage they had of him bragging at, at that, um, that event about the prosecutor that was investigating... Burisma, he's, I'll call Poroshenko right now. Obviously, you're used to pushing this guy around, and the the way it worked was the U.S. government worked to get Poroshenko out and Zelensky in. And obviously, everybody knows when Trump was looking into this with, on the phone call with Zelensky, that's what started that second, yeah. the, the other impeachment. So... And, but as far as the talking about the IM, the International Monetary Fund loan, so the speculation is is that if they're sending more money and they and via the U.S. government during Trump's administration, they like he said that's the way Trump's going to look at it until he basically gets wise to I don't remember what he said verbatim, but it, if he starts look he, he's going to look at it like this until he wises up and realizes it's something different. Yeah. So. That in conjunction with this this leaked text, it's just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what these rotten rotten scumbags do. Dirty. Oh yeah, um, and we got one more. I should have named this a special segment. Just your everyday regular bureaucratic corruption from the highest echelons of the federal government. And so this was also from this week. This is actually from yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Nancy Pelosi, there, the story came out this week that her husband invested in the, was it the semiconductor chip? Yeah, I saw this, the NVDA. Yeah, so, what he and he invested, what I think, 15, 15 million, yeah, is that right? Was, yeah, it was a lot. Before they passed legislation about... <laughs> Some insider trading <laughs> Yes, exactly. Here. And so here she is, 
being questioned by what appears to be a, a at least somewhat objective reporter for once. And just man, the uh, the elitism drips off of this stupid piece of garbage's face. And one of the things about her, and I've talked about it on here before, is the grotesque effort to make her look young. I mean, I, I believe she's around eighty years old, and uh, you know her hair is. I mean, she gets the blow through in, during COVID, whatever that means. I'd like to see a train blow through and run <laughs> her over, <laughs> dump truck, you name it, whatever. It, it's man, it's it's, it's nauseating to, to just watch this behavior. So yeah, the Pelosi's recently bought shares in. How do you how do you pronounce this name? It's Nvidia, maybe. I'm Nvidia not sure. worth millions. Nancy Pelosi backs the Chips Plus bill, a fifty-two billion semiconductor bill. So yeah, here we go. Yes, sir. I think we have to go now. One more, he said. Yes, sir. What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from him? No, absolutely not. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely not. Pushes the microphone down, scoffs, and walks out. She was frustrated, out. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. She was, how dare you yeah. question me? She's royalty. And how dare that peasant ever question well, it me? It hasn't been one. It's been multiple. Yeah, dude. That, and, and that's the wrong question. And so this, I thought this one was really, really beautiful. This is uh, a tweet from the mayor of New York, who we've also talked about on here before, Eric Adams. This tweet is from, when was this originally July from? July 20th. No, I think that's, uh, that's for the one, so quite a difference right. a year makes. So this would have been roughly a year ago. <clears throat> New York City is, and has always been, a city of immigrants. We are a destination for diversity and a place where people from every nation seek refuge, raise families, and enrich our communities. Under my administration, our government will reflect that. Which they're accusing these of the this immigrant influx in New York of, on on Texas, but Texas isn't sending them. They're sending them to Washington D.C. Mayor Bowser in Washington D.C. is also complaining about not being able, their infrastructure not being able to handle. This influx. But the thing is, is when it's not in their backyard, they don't have a problem with it. It's all fine and it's sure. good. Oh, so absolutely. Absolutely. It, and yeah, diversity is absolutely great when you have third world uh, 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 entire swaths of, you know, tens of thousands a month, yeah. third world immigrants coming in here that need health care, that are draining our resources <clears throat> illegally. Maybe these are the ones that are getting sent from Arizona because I know they've been sending quite a bit as well. Well, the thing is, like that tweet said, what a difference yeah. a year makes. So this is uh, Mayor Adams Thursday, and I think it's kind of racist. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as so, we're trying so to do for a the second. Right. So they're a burden to you yeah. now. I, th <laughs> Dude, I thought they were all welcome. What happened? I think. Go ahead. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need to write coordination to make it happen. And I don't know what specifically he's he's referring to as what their intentions are, what their plan is to do with them, but I would assume 
they're probably going to work on sending them back where they came from. Yeah, and then close the border and then, you <laughs> Well, know, no, they just want to send them back to Texas or Arizona. <laughs> well, if, if they would close the border, you know, we wouldn't have this problem. Well, no, I mean, and he's one of the biggest advocates for keeping it open. Mm-hmm. It, well, any, the entirety of the Democrat Party and, uh, unfortunately, a large segment of the Republican Party, the establishment Republican Party, is all about keeping it open as well, hence the reason it's been open for our entire lives and prior. But, yeah, what a, what a difference a year makes. Keep sending them to their backyards, and we'll see how long they want to keep it open. Oh, as, as long as they can continue to do what they've done and, and foist it onto to places that aren't there. Especially red areas that they can turn blue, which yeah. is their the entire yeah. you know one one of their main intentions. They'll, they'll continue to do that, and it'll equate to things like this. Now we are on Breitbart, and this is such a beautiful story. This is actually one from last week that was a holdover. Well, th- this is somebody else new talking about it this week. I digress. <clears throat> We're on Breitbart. Starbucks CEO says stores are no longer safe in Democrat-run Seattle, Portland, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and D.C. What a shocker. American cities have abdicated the responsibility in fighting crime, said Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz, who is a Democratic donor. Hmm. I'm pretty sure he was one of the defund the police guys. Quote, I must say, in my view, at the local, state, and federal level, these governments across the country and leaders, mayors and governors, city councils have abdicated the responsibility in fighting crime and addressing mental health, Schultz said in the video posted on Twitter. Earlier in the week, Starbucks announced store closures in four Democrat-run states in the District of Columbia. Breitbart News reported on the development. The Starbucks Corporation announced that it is closing 16 stores in the U.S. because of the safety concerns for workers, including incidents of violence and drug use on the premises. The coffee retailer will close permanently six stores in Seattle, Washington, and six more in Los Angeles and the Los Angeles, California region. Two stores will shutter in Portland, Oregon, and one store each in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., Schultz spoke in an internal company gathering, quote, we're going to have to refine and transform and modernize many of the things we do to meet the needs of our customers in a very changing operating environment in which customer behavior is changing, Schultz said. Schultz said America is now unsafe. I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe, Schultz said. But all you read the press, all, I'm sorry, but you all read the press release last couple of days about the fact that we are beginning to close doors that are not unprofitable and then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms the issues of mental illness the issues issues of homelessness and the issues of crime schultz said starbucks is a window into america we have stores in every community and we are facing things in which store the stores were not built for and so we're listening to our people and closing stores and this is just the beginning interesting schultz said there are going to be many more he said Oh, what and, a shame. And guess what? They most likely won't be in red states. No. Which, dude, outside of the fact that you can you can make your own coffee at home for pennies on the dollar, why would you be? And, and it's a crazy thing. I was talking to a coworker this morning about it, just not in relation to this particular story by any means, but the amount of, of people you see daily, the same people lined up daily for $5 a cup coffee. Yeah, it's insane that we're going to open our own blue-collar, blacklisted coffee shop here in Miami. What? Yeah, we've mentioned that before when we were talking about Black Rifle Coffee. I think think we're going to make our own coffee. I'm saying a coffee shop. Reverso will be a barista. Is, is, is Is it like Spanish barista and barista? 
for male, female. Yeah, that's why he's going to be a barista. That's why <laughs> I'm asking. Yeah. No, is that, that's not real, though. Even a male will be called a barista, right? Yeah. Because it's it, the, the A on the end. Because, like, in Spanish. Feminine, masculine. Yeah. Right. The A kind of denotes female. Yeah. Well, actually, female is not even a real thing. And we actually have something on that later in our signature segment. This next segment is going to be called A Little Bit of Good News for the Week. Hey, and listen, there's three topics under, under this header. And this is on Breitbart, again. Report Donald Trump plots purging administrative state employees if reelected. And why this is important is because that was one of the things that really was detrimental to his, to his entire administration is the unelected bureaucrats that are appointed that can't be, that you can't manage. And there's thousands of them, which is debatable what the outcome of a, a of an attempt like that would even be because obviously that is a large part of what comprises what they refer to as the deep state so they would just work against him even worse than they already have <clears throat> former president donald trump's potential return to the oval office will include an effort to purge the unaccountable administrative state that creates and directs vast amounts of far left policy in the federal government a report friday by axios detailed if reelected in 2024, Trump is planning to cut about 50,000 administrative employees to rein in unelected technocrats and federal government agencies that have influence over policies impacting American workers, according to the outlet. Quote, the impact could go well beyond typical conservative targets such as the Environmental Protection Agency and the IRS, the report explained. Trump allies are working on plans that would potentially strip layers at the Justice Department, including the FBI, and reaching into national security, intelligence, and the State Department and the Pentagon, sources close to the former president say. And again, I just have to say that would be that would have to be an absolute requirement, but the magnitude of, of something like that, you would ha- I, I have no idea no. what that would even take. <clears throat> but I think that at this point, he has a good concept of what that might entail. The term administrative state specifically describes the phenomenon of unaccountable and unelected administrative agencies exercising power to create and enforce their own rules. The administrative state uses its rulemaking ability to essentially usurp the separation of powers between the three branches of government, creating a so-called fourth branch of government not created by the Constitution. Nearly two million federal government employees and federal agencies make up the administrative state. Trump has referred to the administrative state as the swamp. Before Trump left office in 2021, he signed an executive order to reclassify federal government employees into Schedule F, which would have allowed the president to enhance accountability and job performance within the bureaucratic agencies. Quote, unfortunately, the government's current performance management is inadequate, as recognized by federal workers themselves, the executive order reads. For instance, the 2016 Merit Principal Survey reveals that less than a quarter of federal employees believe their agency addresses poor performance, I'm sorry, poor performers effectively. President Joe Biden canceled the order when he assumed office. But if Trump runs and wins in 2024, the former president is reported, reportedly intending to re-implement the executive order and purge the unelected technocrats artificially running the federal government. Quote, it would, it would effectively upend the modern civil service, triggering a shockwave across the bureaucracy Axios concluded about the executive order's impact. And good, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. What's next? And this week, a little bit of good news. Oh, yeah, this is great news, actually. This was a happy ending. We're here on the New York Post. Everybody's probably heard of this by now. And how would you pronounce this guy's name? Uh, by ignorance. Elisha. Elisha. That's kind of what I was thinking, but. Indiana Mall hero Elijah Dickens 
Dickin, not Dickens, returned fire just 15 seconds into mass shooting. The hero of the Indiana mall shooting returned fire and fatally struck gunman Jonathan Sparrowman just 15 seconds after the carnage began. Not two minutes, it was revealed on Tuesday. Armed bystander Elijah Dickens potentially saved countless lives when he opened fire on Sapirman in the Greenwood Park Mall just moments after the gunman stepped out of a bathroom, police clarified in a statement. Greenwood Police Chief James Isson had originally said that the Good Samaritan opened fire after two minutes. The error was simply a result of misreading notes during the press conference. Isson said on Tuesday, I feel the need to correct this immediately. Sapirman killed three people, a husband and wife from Indianapolis, Pedro Panetta, 56, and Rosa Miriam Rivera, 37, as well as Victor Gomez, 30, were identified as the fatalities. So he killed three people in 15 seconds? Yes. Wow. Police said Monday that Dickens shot at Superman from a distance, firing 10 rounds from a handgun after Superman emerged from a restroom with a rifle and opened fire on people at a nearby food court. The gunman attempted to retreat into the bathroom to take cover, but was struck by Dickens' bullets and fell to the floor. Superman ultimately died from his wounds. Hallelujah. The surveillance video shows Superman exit the restroom at 5.56, 5.56 and 48 seconds p.m., Isson said he was neutralized by Dickens at 5.57 and at 03 seconds. Damn. Golly. A lawyer for Dickens said Monday that his client wouldn't be making any comments until police had completed their investigation. Because we want to respect the ongoing criminal investigation by the Greenwood Police Department to take time to honor the three innocent lives lost, we won't be making any substantive comments on Sunday's events until the authorities' investigation is closed, Attorney Guy Rilford said in a statement. Redford, a firearms instructor and attorney who pr- whose practice focuses on Second Amendment issues, praised his client's actions. He is a true American hero who saved countless lives during a horrific event that could have been so much worse if not for Eli's courage, preparedness, and willingness to protect others. Again, Amen. That's a, that's a happy story. Yes. And so, and the thing is, man, uh, of course, uh, Big Yank, the co-worker uh, uh, that I refer to with uh, regularity. Hang on. Big Yank or Big Dumb Yank? What did I say? Big Yank. It's interchangeable. I was I was feeling a little bit nice today. It just depends on the, how his behavior has been the, the day of the recording. <laughs> so, yeah, big dumb yank then. We were talking about the Uvalde, or he, rather he was going on a tirade about the Uvalde thing, making a mockery of the idea that guns save lives. So I brought this up, and he's like, oh, no, still three people had to die. Could have been a lot more, dude. Yes. And and that and that thing is, too, it's just like with those schools, they go to a soft target because I guess there was the – I had read prior that there was the the signage that you're not supposed to be carrying a firearm in the mall, and that guy ignored that because it's stupid, and he did what needed to be done when the time came. So God bless that guy. Absolutely. And, it, and I think a lot of other people are going to end up blessing that guy too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of our listeners was telling me about, like, these different companies are offering this dude all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure they To are. build him rifles and yeah, I'm sure custom they guns. And he'll get a, he'll get probably a book deal, maybe a movie deal or something like that, too. Yeah, and he deserves it. He does. He sure yeah. He absolutely does. And how many, I mean, how many times have you thought, like, man, I, I like, in these, when these people do these shootings, like, and that's one of the things, man, I've heard people, especially leftists that, that are unfamiliar, wholly unfamiliar with firearms, Oh, you can't take out somebody with a, uh, a, a quote-unquote assault rifle with a pistol. And I, I remember it was an Islamic guy that was going, I think it was Pamela Geller maybe, I, they, they were putting on a, a Draw Muhammad event in Texas a few years ago. And so uh, a Muslim shows up with, I th- want to say it was an AK, and 
it was an off-duty police officer drilled him with a duty pistol. And, and so, like, the idea that, because people don't know anything about guns, like, obviously, it doesn't matter. What matters is your proficiency with whatever it is you're using. And, again, yes. I think this guy was at, at 40 to 50 feet, if I'm not mistaken, on this shot with this, with 10 rounds plugging this dude. 10 rounds, 15 seconds. Man, that's, yeah. Yeah, that. And so, again, that, that listener was saying that they had offered this guy, like, these training places. Of yeah. Offering, hey, we'll give you training, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, he don't nope. need that. I was going to say. I, like, I mean, I don't think this dude needs much training. Maybe. Yeah. maybe uh, he, he could train you. Yeah, How about, exactly. right, like, to, you know, heroes of the occasion, dude. God bless you, man. Buy that guy a beer. Yeah. And what is next in good news? Oh, we got more good news. At least I think it's good news. Reverso is transitioning. That's the good news. <laughs> no. Barista. That's why he's been hey, wearing wait, th- kilts this, to the studio this, lately. This was not in that section. Wow, that looks interesting. I don't know how this got in here, but we'll go ahead and throw this in. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear more about it. It's really short. So, th- yeah, this is just a clip that somebody took uh, of Jill Biden. And the reason I put this in here is because, I, I, well, let's go ahead and just listen. She, she's exiting a car. Where is she at here? Behind that sick well, yeah, guy, I guess. We'll play the video. You can see her nose hanging out of it. I don't know what reverse. Are you drunk? So a, a bystander is yelling at Jill Biden as she exits her, her, her vehicle. Your husband's the first president we've ever had. You all have gas money. You all have gas money. He said your husband's the, the absolutely the worst president we've ever had. And she says, thank you. I'm upset. And the reason I covered this is because... The, the the first tweet, Pepper Scoville, because, you know, I'm really good at seeing what, like, you know, hey, this person looks like that person. And I, I knew that she looked like somebody that I was familiar with, and this pisses me off that I didn't think of it first. I didn't catch it. I honestly thought that was Alice Cooper in a dress. And she, dude, if I'm, I know that, that Buford has no idea what Alice Cooper looks like. Do you even know who Alice Cooper is? I know the name, but I don't know who it is. He would be like a... For all uh, intents and purposes, a pre- prehistoric Marilyn Manson. He was yeah. like Marilyn Manson from the 70s and 80s. Like He was like shock rock Okay, back then. And I think now he's actually conservative, if I'm not mistaken. If anybody's ever seen Wayne's World, and if you haven't, you suck, Alice Cooper is in the first Wayne's World. Okay. Which roles he play in that? Alice Cooper. They go. To, they, yeah. I think at the opening, they're right. at an Alice Cooper concert. Oh, Chris really? Farley. Dude, Wayne's World's awesome. And it's Kid Safe, too. You should totally check it out. That's a great movie. It's Kid Safe? Right? Yeah. Pretty, like, yeah. I just remember. What was that, that about? I just remember that well, little yeah, car. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. They're all good. Happy Gilmore, yes? Yeah. Oh, I love Happy Gilmore. There might be a few curse words in Happy Gilmore. I think, like, that's not what he says. He says, I eat pieces of like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, dude. So, anyway. Is that the one where the guy has the wooden, yes, the wooden hand? Yes. Where he, like, fought the alligator? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's uh, the guy that played Apollo Creed. Yeah, to get his yeah. golf ball back. Yeah, or yeah get he's like, like that. So, so happy Gilmore accidentally knocks his hand off of the parking lot. And then it gets run over. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't worry. Real sturdy. It's made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Don't he have it, like, taped up or something <laughs> like that? Okay, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. that, and then, that isn't he, like, waving with it or something at the end yeah. or something like that? Yeah. In a dream or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. I remember that. Yeah, that's okay. a great movie. Yeah, that movie is that. ridiculous, dude. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, okay. yes, you can Google Alex. Like, look, look, pull up a picture of Alice Cooper so the viewer can see what Alice Cooper looks like. And if 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 Alice Cooper doesn't look like Jill Biden, I'll, I'll kiss your butt. 
Dude, they Whoa. are identical, dude. They are identical. Whoa. Yes. Like they're that. Yes. <laughs> dude, that's why I'm pissed. That's why yes. I had the story. It's because, <laughs> damn it, that guy had the best comment I think I've seen all month. And it's the end of the month-ish. It's getting there. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it looks, dude, it looks just like her. Like I said, I wish I could. I wish I would have discovered that. You can't win them all. Yeah, if she had that top hat, because the makeup looks about the same. What would you do if she started wearing a top hat? I wouldn't be surprised, dude. It may be Alice Cooper. We don't know. You know what I mean? Could be. Maybe Alice Cooper's running the country. That's crazy to think, dude. But it could be. It could be. What's next? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. You can find us online at bcblpodcast.com. You can email us at info at bcblpodcast.com and find us on Truth Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I always forget to do this every episode, but please uh, give our show a like, give it a rating. If you're feeling uh, good, leave us a review, subscribe, and please, by all means, share our podcast. That means more than anything, and we would greatly appreciate it. And so next up, and we're moving back to some good news. And I think, and you're not going to believe this, I think this is the only story on Gateway Pundit for the show today. I made a concerted effort. Wow. Hey, listen, man. We need a little variation up in here. Organized ballot developing Washington State GOP activists organized ballot drop box surveillance teams. Democrats shriek in horror at the thought of traffickers getting caught on video. And this is the one of the things I'd said on a previous show after having watched 2,000 Mules and then seeing how Democrats are still trying to circumvent laws being set forth, changing laws in these states to prevent what happened before. And so I, I think this is awesome, and I think this should be going on everywhere. Even if your state goes red every time, you still need to know what people are doing, dude. It, which a lot of these red states aren't using drop boxes. Washington State Democrats are furious after Republican activists announced they are organizing surveillance teams to record ballot drop boxes in the state. For years, since Washington State, like its neighbor Oregon, started their mail-in ballot schemes, no Republican has won statewide office for some reason. Hmm. Better yet, Democrats in the state passed legislation that allows people to drop off legal mail-in ballots for other voters with no restrictions. And you wonder why Democrats keep winning. But now Democrats are very worried that their ballot traffickers will be caught on camera like in the battleground states in 2020. Democrats are using the old state line that this is voter intimidation, Always remember Democrats, securing elections equals voter intimidation. Republican activists in Washington state are organizing surveillance of election ballot drop boxes, raising concerns about possible voter intimidation. Signs were posted over the weekend near ballot boxes in several Seattle area locations with red letters warning that the boxes are under surveillance and saying that accepting money for harvesting or depositing ballots may violate federal law, the Seattle Times reported. A scannable code on the sign leads to the King County Republican Party website in a form encouraging people to submit election incident reports, including photos and video. King County election spokesperson Haley Watkins said the office received several reports about the signs and called the signs a little bit worrying. What, um, what's worrying about them? <laughs> that they may be held accountable yeah, for their yeah, actions. Exactly. King County election spoke. I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. While it's legal for people... Repeat the line. Uh, what was it he said? Repeat the line. No, it was... Uh, end of quote. End of quote. End of quote. Repeat, Repeat the, line. the line. While it's legal for people to observe the county's ballot boxes, Watkins and King County elections is notified 
the county prosecutor's office to check on the legality of the effort. Yeah, you should check on the legality of people ballot harvesting. Washington law allows people to drop off legal mail-in ballots for other voters with no restrictions, so apparently, apparently ballot harvesting is legal there, which is a humongous problem. And like it states, would explain why Republicans can't win there. Yeah. And because uh, Oregon and Washington both are pretty much red outside of the metro areas. So uh, Portland, Seattle, probably Kent, and that'd be about it. I don't know. I'm from Miami. What would I know about that? In reverso. In a kilt, transitioning, barista. No. Espresso, Americano. Cafe con leche. <laughs> I like that. And listen, every week we have to bring you special. And listen, I don't even know if we can call this adults are back in charge again. We could. It probably still will. And I've been thinking about an intro for that because it would be easy to make. <clears throat> Here's your weekly taste. Okay, and we're not going to break this down. There's nothing to break down because nobody knows what this is. Here is your weekly Kamala. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. Come on, man. Okay, well, cool. Whatever that meant. I mean, reversal. You got anything? No idea. There's, I mean, there's, there's no need to break this down. No. Everybody knows what it is. That brings us to this week. An idiot cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutshot wackos. So I think we'll start out with a video on this and then we'll just cover what happened because it, which the video is kind of infuriating because this dude, like all leftist perverts, is supremely smarmy. And so this is Eric Roman, a Mount Pleasant, Michigan public school employee. Speaking at a school board meeting about people that are not happy with the CRT and the gender-bending curriculum, he's wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, by the way. Um, this is like a couple minutes. It's going to be painful. It's, it's minute 50 seconds. Uh, so go ahead and roll it. It'll be painful, but it'll be worth it. Towny taxpayer, vaccinated and functioning, graduate of this high school, class of 1999, proud member of the LGD, LGBTQIA community, and an employee of Mount Pleasant Public Schools. Thank you. I really cannot speak any more eloquently than the people who have spoken before me tonight, but what I can say is that for the last five years, I have had the profound privilege of working with your students with your students, with your students. And I can tell you this, they are hungry for knowledge. They are so hungry for knowledge that despite your words, your wishes, your values, they will learn on their own. So many of your children are hurting questioning, struggling in this world that we have created. 
they are simultaneously being taught to celebrate and to hate who they are. I can't deny that. Every day. Ultimately, they will become who they will become with or without us. Give them the chance, the grace, and the support to embrace their own learning. They're going to do it anyway. No matter what you say or do, no matter how many candles you light, no matter how many rallies you hold, with liberty and justice for all. So, yeah, he's basically saying that they're going to learn about this sick, depraved, sexual nonsense, whether the parents want them to or not, because they've, yet again, tried to usurp the role of the parents to teach sexual debauchery to children. And uh, before we get to the meat and potatoes of it, this world that we created, dude, there's not a world that you created that, along with my thought process, that you can say we, because there is no we. There's you and there's us. There's normal and there's sick. Oh, they're being taught to hate themselves and love themselves simultaneously. And I would assume by that what he may mean is if they're a homosexual or any of these other things that they've made up sexually, these different quote-unquote genders and all this nonsense, oh, their parents are teaching them, or whatever it is he's babbling about, to hate themselves. I'm teaching them to love themselves. And even when he's talking about they're hungry, can, do you hear the perversion dripping off of his... Yes. dialect yes. so and they're hating love each other simultaneously i can't deny that it doesn't matter what you can and can't deny because you're obviously debased and off kilter and i'm dude i say it all the time as long as we do this i'm gonna keep saying it if you i'm not even gonna say a registered democrat if you're a leftist dude take your down to wherever the hell sex offender we need to find out where that is so we can help people sex offenders get registered and go Register because if this dude had done this, maybe he would have gotten help before he did what he did. Because he's been arrested for pedophilia. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, it's, it's a shocker. I can't believe it. Give me some of those deets. A Michigan public school, who are we here? This is on nationalfile.com. A Michigan public school employee who staunchly advocated for LGBT curricula to his district school board has been arrested as part of a police sting operation targeting local pedophiles. Big fan of these things. 41-year-old Eric Roman, an employee of Mount Pleasant, Michigan's public school system, was arrested as part of an Isabella County Sheriff's Office sting operation that also saw two more alleged child predators put behind bars. According to local reports, Isabella, Isabella County law enforcement was assisted in the sting by the agents from the FBI and the Michigan State Police, among others. Along with two other men, Eric Roman, 41, of Mount Pleasant, was arrested at an undisclosed location, local media reports. All three were arrested for using a computer to commit a crime and accosting a minor for immoral purposes. Police alleged that the three communicated over various social media apps with decoys posing as children. The three are accused of going to a location to have sex with a child where they were arrested, the report goes on to explain. How, how, can, you, how can you be so off-kiltered sexually and this not be the result? It's so not possible. What, so what happens? Okay, he's arrested. What happens after he's arrested? It depends if, if if he admits guilt and takes a plea bargain or if he goes to trial. I don't know. No, but, I mean, is he still in jail? Is he out on bail? What happens? I guess it depends. Which, um, that, that guy would be, for for something like that, yeah, they, they bail out 
most of the, and it depends on what uh, Michigan. I, I don't know. Um, generally speaking, they bail out. I don't think the threshold for that is super high. Um, but I know sometimes the punishment is pretty severe. You can do you can do pretty pretty lengthy time for that. Um, it, it, there's a lot of scenarios. It, it's going to depend, depend on his legal representation. The local media outlets failed to mention in the reports on the sting that Eric Roman is an employee of Mount Pleasant Public School Division. While it is unclear in which capacity he works, his own words imply that he is in a role with access to children. When school parents push back on pro-LGBTQ, or whatever it is, curricula being peddled to their kids, which has been likened to a form of pedophilic public school grooming, Eric Roman delivered an impassioned plea to the local school board in favor of, quote, ed, quote unquote, educating children on homosexuality and transgenderism, even taunting parents at one point during the talk. Roman, who boasted to the board and audience members that he is both vaccinated and a proud member of the LGBTQI community, also donned a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. <clears throat> and so, again, and, and we had an email sometime back, and we read it, where the woman was talking about how the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the transgender, LGD, L, the alphabet lobby, attached themselves to it. And so they've kind of melded. So, I mean, they're, and she was right. They're encompassed in there together for a reason. And, and like she said, it isn't any really thing to do with black lives outside of creating a ruckus when a criminal meets their inevitable demise because of the life they live. It's, it's a very, very weird thing. But and that guy, and again, he has the shirt on. Yes. Which proves... Her point, it's absolutely accurate, but it's uh, it's a sickness, dude. But hopefully, he'll be dealt with in a fashion that uh, is appropriate. Yeah, there should Maybe. be a much stiffer punishment for that. Uh, you know what, dude? It, a lot, it, as they say, people that are convicted of that and go to prison, they don't have a good time. Yeah, it's usually usually they end up being on the receiving end of what they were doling out. So poetic justice. Continuing with this theme. Pretty depressing. Maybe next week we'll forego this week and idiot cross-dressing confused moron Democrat, pervert Democrat nudge wackos. You don't seem to like this, Buford. Buford never enjoys this segment whatsoever. How can you enjoy it? I like to expose the fact that the, the leftist... Uh, th- th- this is what the, the entirety of the left has become. This is wholly endorsed by, the, by a whole faction of that side of the political spectrum. This is what they are. This is what they do. This is what they endorse. This is what they glorify. They sanction this. I like to, exp- I like to talk about it, dude. I think it's, I think this was inevitable. Uh, I'm, and I'm sorry, dude, like this doesn't mean that I hate gay people. This isn't bigotry. When the, the push for home for gay marriage reached fever pitch, this was the inevitable conclusion of that. That is undeniable at this point. You can't attack. I mean, you can't attack me. You would be pointless. You need to open your mind and think about the reality of how this happened, how this occurred. This was a, again, this is a natural conclusion to to extreme perversion. So you still think that the next step is to legalize pedophilia? Dude, we blew that that train blew through the yeah, station. Okay. So so what? I'm, what's, we're we're there. So what's after that? Look at Rome. What happened when they were doing that in Rome, dude? It's the it's, it's the which. United States of America is better and greater than Rome, and it's full. It's How? full of because um, <clears throat> this is the easy one. And, and to reiterate, in layman's terms, in a short, concise, 
America is the greatest country full of people that are willing to fight when pushed. We've, we've talked about it before. People are being pushed. They're going to be cornered. People will be out of their comfort zone. This is putting people out of their comfort zone. This is why this pervert, and this is the beauty, this is the beauty of this, is this, this is why this story doesn't bother me. He, the, in this, in this particular instance, he didn't actually molest a child. He probably has in the past. Now he's exposed. And look, look what it does to the entirety of that movement. You're, you're wearing that shirt. You're talking that noise, and look what you are. You're exactly what everybody suspected you were. You're a child molester. It's beautiful. Yeah, but what was that on National File? Is that right? Well, it was obviously covered by their local news affiliate as well. So okay. now everybody knows who this pervert is. And if the people that were there attending that you mocked have anything to do with it, you won't work in this school system ever again. If it works out the way it should, you'll be in freaking prison, dude. That's the beauty of it. Let the Give them enough rope to hang themselves. This is inevitable. And it, dude, I'm saying dude a lot. I apologize. It's my go-to. Has been for years. Is that because you're from California originally? No, I'm not from California, I gotta say. <laughs> Dude. But... And we've talked about this in a different instance before. And, and one of the things that, I've, that that's, I believe about this podcast is... So why is, is America better than Rome? Not a cliche answer. It's not cliche. Like I've said before, we've been through so much worse than this. This this is this bad? Yes. This country has 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 surmounted far worse than this. This is an extreme minority. This extreme minority. This is how they're going down. It's going currently right now. It's going down in flames now. But as far as you said, legalized pedophilia, dude. That we're blowing through that station right now. Look at what they're trying to do. They're, this is their push for that, and it's going to fail. People ain't down for that. You're not going to be able to indoctrinate people's kids to the level that you desire. Look at undercover mothers. That's what Americans do. Americans see their the, they see that they've been complacent. They realize that it's not lost on Americans that they've been complacent. They know that. So how are Americans reacting to that? Look at what undercover mothers is doing. How many? You can't even quantify how many women are involved in that faction alone. That's just one group. Just one. People ain't down for that. And so. Those people, they had put their kids in private schools. The ones that we've talked to are talking about pri or homeschooling. And, attack, dude, they're going to their school board. They're being vocal. They're starting to monitor. Dude, these parents are turning into, into hawks. They're, they're overlords now. And, and we'll, we'll get into this story right here, if, if I may, if that wasn't good enough an answer, or I can expound on why I think it is. I would like to expound a little bit more. <clears throat> Do you disagree with what I've said so far? No, but I think that's a start. I just wondered why America is so much better than Rome was because Rome failed. Rome used to but, Rome Rome conquered the world. Mm -hmm. Rome owned the world. And and Rome failed. Everyone says the US will fail inevitably just like Rome did. It's on track to do that. Why will it not? Why do you believe it won't be that? Because, from my estimation, my my knowledge, the whole con the uh, roughly the whole contingency of government at that time was all corrupt. There's there's a few fighters left. There's people getting into the game. Look at the guy that that we we talked to last week, Derek Evans. There's fighters around that practice what they preach that are legitimate. You see what happens to them, sure. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene would be another example. Lauren Boebert would be a, another example. Those people are out there. Statesmen are left. Statesmen are rising up. Look at Carrie Lake in, in Arizona. Blake Masters, if he's able to get to, to get the, the Republican nomination in Arizona, and it looked, in my opinion, it looks like both of those will win. And I think that's going to be a phenomenal bellwether for where this country wants to go. Although the establishment Republican wing is fighting it tooth and nail, it this movement I don't think it can be stopped, and I think it's way it's reaching it, it, it's it's getting more momentum than it's ever had, and stuff like this is only helping fuel it. It's a fire, dude. Like the American spirit hasn't. I don't think that it's been incensed to the degree that you're going to see in a, in a long time. So you say this movement, when do you think this movement started? It's, do you think this is a movement that started with Trump? Do you think it's a movement that started before Trump? Or do you think this is a movement that started after Trump lost the, I lost think, the, the, the stolen election? I think it's the core of the American spirit that's always been here. That again, when, 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 Natural complacency occurs. People think that these things are a guaranteed given luxury, that things are going to remain the way that they always were. And so you see a little bit, yeah, you brush it off. That's conspiratorial. That's conspiracy theory. Yeah, that'll never happen. Dude, th there was a lot of the mentality over the last 30 years, that'll never happen as those things continue to happen. And again, dude, I've been saying the whole thing about legalizing gay marriage far before it was legalized leading to this and here it happened and other people were too nobody thought that was going to happen nobody ever thought this was actually going to happen nobody you didn't nobody thought this was going to happen and so now the people are real like what what the hell i don't recognize this no we're not down for this and again this is an extreme minority driving this the majority vast majority doesn't want this and so i think Number one, Rome didn't have a founding fathers like we did. That's what makes this country so absolutely special is our founding documents. Number one, right off the top. They never had that. Um, America is extremely special, number one, in that way. And I think the perseverance that the American population, not the politicians, have shown over the years. The greatest generation during World War II. Stuff we've talked about before, 9-11. This country is, is, has overcame so much. And remained, by and large, a Christian country. Oh, people are getting away from that. We'll see. We'll see about that. I, I think there's a resurgence in this, in this country, in my opinion. And maybe I'm optimistic, which, dude, you know me. I'm not the most optimistic person in, in a lot of regards. This, this is not how this country goes out. And, again, that's why I enjoy seeing these bastards go down in flames because, you're like I said, you're proving exactly what you are. It, it's taking far more. How much more of this can you push? We just saw that story. You're going to see more of it this evening. You're going to see more of it next week that I don't even know what it is yet. You've seen how much of this on this show. You, this is indefensible anymore. You can't keep defending the indefensible. It's, if, because, look, politics is strategy. Social construct, the way it's, it's all... It's all together. Yeah, I know. It's a chess game, but you say Rome... And you're losing. Yeah, so you say Rome didn't have the founding documents like we do, but in order to preserve those founding documents, you have to have a public that's going to respect and fight for those documents. 
do you still believe that we have a public that is going to do that? Yes, I do. Without question. Absolutely. Where are they? Dude, they're, they're at work. They're just like they've always been. And that's, and again, they're starting to, to pay more and more of attention. Again, think of, uh, and the undercover mothers is yet again, still a very good example, especially given the context of this show that, that we spoke to them. It's a great example of people that were spending money complacently thinking they were doing a good thing. And now they figured out that they have not. And look at what they're doing. It's a backlash. That backlash is emblematic of so many other pieces of this, this puzzle in so many different facets of our country right now. Electric vehicles. You know, like, people, they're not down for this. You're trying to push something that's just like this. You're pushing something that is not feasible and is ridiculous. And there's a backlash. It's not going to work. And it's going to take, you're going to have to go through the process of proving it's not going to work and the backlash of the people to, to make it ultimately fail. But it will be a failure. This will be a failure. America was never ready for any of this. And, and Americans, again, their, their basic freedom, their day-to-day lives to be left alone, it's, it's continually being more and more encroached on. They're not going to stand for it. They always thought it was guaranteed. They're seeing that it's not, and they're seeing people impede on them, and they're, just, they're not going to stand for it. And again, we've talked about this so many times on this show. It, it's going to take multiple forms of resistance. It's versus getting bored with this tirade. This tirade's going on kind of long. But, I mean, that, that, that's my estimation, dude. And, again, look at this headline, foxnews.com. At least one. And so you hear about a teacher shortage. I've been reading about a teacher shortage yes, this it's week. it's all over. Okay. Well, so, I read in the local news yeah. that they just announced it a couple of days ago. School starts next week. Mm-hmm. And they just announced that they're not even going to be able to offer several classes in a high school because they don't have teachers. At least 181 K through 12 educators charged with child sex crimes in the first half of 2022. 140 of the rest, or 77%, involved alleged sex crimes against students. So let me ask a question, dude. How do you think? And again, I I, I don't know. Uh, this is I'm just spitballing here. With numbers like these, now you know. And again, this is a, 181 is an extremely small number in comparison to the entirety of the country and the education system. But how many? How many of these people that are that are accused here were indoctrinated in college, just like we see on the, the libs of TikTok every day? How many of those people had that thought process? They're not going to educate their, your, your children. They're just like that guy that we just heard. They're going to indoctrinate your children. All right? How many people that, that didn't get... That, so 181, I couldn't even pretend to know what the math is, but how many didn't get caught? Probably a hell of a lot more than that. Way more didn't get caught than got caught. Number one, kind of like speeders on a road. Number two, when the when the like you you saw here locally and, and nationwide, these just like I'm talking about the backlash at these school board meetings, the people are not down for this. You saw how violent some of those guys. One here got national news for for the rhetoric that occurred at this this school board meeting in a affluent area, by the way. Yes. Okay. What do you think that those quote-unquote educators that are indoctrinated to push this nonsense think about when they see that? This ain't worth it. I'm going to go find something else to do would be my opinion. And again, this is my opinion. That at least has something to do with that statistic. People ain't down for it. A, a, a severe backlash is coming, dude. This, a large part of this has to do with resistance to Donald Trump's agenda. Like, this is a kick, like... This is a war. It's back and forth, back and forth. And they you they can't, it's not possible for them to win, in my opinion. 
At least 181 K-12 educators, including four principals, were arrested on child sex-related crimes in the U.S. in the first six months of 2022, ranging from child pornography to raping students. And That's in the first six months. An analysis conducted by Fox News Digital looked at local news stories week by week featuring arrests of principals, teachers, substitute teachers, and teachers' aides on child sex-related crimes in school districts across the country. Arrests that weren't publicized were not counted in the analysis, meaning the true number may well be higher. The analysis found that at least 181 have been arrested between January 1 and June 30th, which works out to exactly an arrest a day on average. The 181 educators included four principals, 153 teachers, 12 teachers' aides, and 12 substitute teachers. At least 140 of the rest, or 77%, involved alleged crimes against students. Men also made up the vast majority, 78% of the arrests. Many of the arrests involved especially heinous allegations. Roger Weaver Freed, the 34-year-old former principal at Williamsport Area High School in Pennsylvania, was arrested in June and charged with sexual contact with a student, corruption of a minor, furnishing liquor to a minor, sexual assault, and aggravated indecent assault without consent. Freed is accused of having years long, a years-long relationship with a male student. Shannon Hall, a 31-year-old former teacher at Jamaica Gateway to the Sciences High School in New York City, was arrested in June and charged with forcible touching, endangering the welfare of a child, and aggravated harassment. Hall is accused of grabbing a 14-year-old female student breast inside his classroom and of sending texts to a 16-year-old student that said he wanted to have sex with her and threatened to kill her if she told anyone. Norman Merrill, a 45-year-old former teacher at Green Mountain Union High School in Vermont, was arrested in May and charged with production of child sexual abuse material and possession of child sexual abuse material. Merrill is accused of secretly video recording female students walking past them at school and producing videos. Show, oh, goodness gracious. Wow, it just goes on and on and on to list some of these specific, specific crimes, and they are pretty, pretty graphic. But, and I'm going to go ahead on, on a limb and say that the majority of those are probably leftists probably all Democrats. Check it, Reverso. What's next? Oh, good. Talked about this earlier. Merriam-Webster, this is on Gateway Pundit. Okay, so that's two. Merriam-Webster bends knee to LGBTQ radicals, changes its dictionary definition to female of female to include those who identify as the opposite of male. This is, this is science. It's official. The radicals have changed the Dictionary definition of what it is to be female. Merriam Wester has updated their records to reflect the newly approved Orwellian progressive terminology for defining what a woman actually is. Thanks to Merriam Webster, Katanji Jackson doesn't have to worry about not being a biologist. According to the Merriam Webster, the term female now describes anyone who has a quote, gender identity that is the opposite of male. Conversely, the word male was updated to include those, quote, having a gender identity that is the opposite of female. I will concede that does, it, it is clown status. That This is going to have to be undone. <laughs> to write this ship, this, you're going you're gonna to have to undo that. Makes no sense whatsoever. It does. It does when you look at it from the lens that this is a communist China's influence over the United States of America to make it tear apart, tear itself apart from the inside out. I am. So, would you like to continue that conversation about how 
the United States is going to collapse like Rome. <laughs> it, that it, that is not a good metric to. Uh, I mean, you know that no that 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 looks bad, it, and it is bad. But but again, the majority rejects that. And and if the, the majority rejected that, we wouldn't have crap like this going on. They would stand up and so, not allow this. And I had a poll that proved wrong, and I can't find I went back to find the email to close with. I lost the story. Public opinion polling of, of the, the alphabet. The alphabet. Pardon me. I dropped my pen. Of the alphabet lobby, the LGBT, whatever it is, whatever they're calling it this week, with however many letters, it's lower than it's ever been. It's, it's polling terribly. People are they're rejecting it. It's being and, – and I – I was going to go through this litany of just of terrible stories, and then the bright side was going to be that. And I'm going to blame that on Reverso, even though it's my fault. I'm still going to blame it on him. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find anything on that. I uh, submitted a request to their sheriff's department for his sexual offender records. Oh, but good if job. Anything comes back. Captain Reverso's on it, so you say he's out. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to re- I'm I'm going to find some poll numbers for next week. We'll revisit that on on whatever. The, it, it, look. Public sentiment with this type of stuff, it's by and large, this is looked at negatively. I don't need public sentiment. I need action. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. Really, though. Really. Just like Derek Evans. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about abortions. Let's go stand outside an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Is that right or wrong? I, I mean, in the context of, of this, how they're socially engineering this, I mean... I think that it's kind of a ham-fisted approach to, to or, or just. Uh, th- this is rectifying itself. Th- this will this will take care of itself by and large. Again, look at these statistics, dude. And how many of the how many of those? So the people that are involved in the education system, we know that it's primarily leftist-leaning people. One hundred eighty-one in six months. P- this is, dude. So. Where just like the okay, the San Francisco gay men's choir, we're going to indoctrinate your kids. You're right, X, Y, and Z. Everybody, well, I would assume everybody remembers that story. But the, they made that perverted song about how they're trying to indoctrinate your kids, and there was a gargantuan backlash. They got death threats, this, that, and the other. Number one, there's some direct action. Not that I'm a fan of threatening people, no, but the, the, what, the, their, again, their actions are indefensible. The more of this that occurs, and it will continue because these people are perverts. You're absolute degenerates. You're sick. And again, I believe a lot of this has been put on a gargantuan amount of steroids because, again, the proliferation of hardcore internet pornography in our country. I, again, I'll stay off that that side path for today. But and even though people might that disagree with this don't necessarily look at that as the causation behind it, I believe that it has a lot to do with it. I think that's tearing down a lot of moral walls. But I digress. Again, I'm going to stay away from that for the time being for the sake of time. But the more of them that go down like this and it will continue to happen, the less popular... Dude, where people were sympathetic to some of this, like a lot of women were sympathetic to this, the the public opinion of this is going down, which is going to equate to less acceptance, which is going to equate to less... Dude, who's going to enroll their kids in school when they know this is going on? Not a lot of people. And those people that do are going to be at the school board doing what they've already been doing in resistance to this. They're not going to allow it. That's, That's all there is to it. It's those people, you've seen it. They take direct action. They start, and that's the beauty of it. 
people have become engaged at these school board meetings, so much so that the Department of Justice said they're domestic terrorists. That's, so it's already taken care of itself, it, that, and that's emblematic of what I'm saying. That's an indication that I'm right. People ain't going to stand for it. And so, and from issue to issue, from month to month, it's going to change what that looks like and what people's level of animosity may be towards any particular subject, but people ain't going to stand for it, dude. They're not. America is not ready to let their kids be subjugated to this. It's not going to happen. Now, you, you've got some extreme whacked-out perverts that we talk about week to week changing their kids' quote-unquote gender and cross-dressing their children. Yeah, you've got some of those perverts. Are any of them conservative Christians? Are anybody, you know what I mean? You may find one or two that maybe exist that think they're that, but no, that's not happening. It's all leftist Democrat weirdos, dude. Hence the reason it's in this section. That's my take on it. And one of the undercover mothers' email that we have not really followed, I mean, we did follow up, but we haven't been able to, to work out a time, had indicated exactly what we're about to cover. Did you, what, what, what else did you have on that? I don't know if it's just hopelessness or impatience that you see all this stuff going on, a lack of action, and we're almost two years into a stolen election and all this chaos going on and inflation and just all of this nonsense and debauchery going on. And it's like it's just being permitted and everybody's to look the other way. And you can you can say what you want. You can turn your cheek, but that's all you're going to be able to do. No, because on an individual basis, and it's your obligation and duty and to do it exactly what we're doing. And what, whatever your sphere of influence is, whatever your circle is, is to speak the truth. And that doesn't mean to be caustic, outlandish, boisterous, and over-the-top, um, accusing people and, and you know being vitriolic doesn't mean that. It means tell the truth. What are the statistics? And that's what, what I say many a time, or rather what I've said many a time, is you know, math doesn't lie. Dude, the statistics don't lie. These are all part of a growing statistic, period. More and more people that subscribe to this ideology are being busted for being pedophiles. 181 educators, people in the education system. 181 in six months. Right. So it's it's losing popularity. It's 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 going into terminal velocity. It's not it's not popular. This is some free fall here. So by the time, look at the, look at the popularity. Look with Hispanics, Hispanic. And I had another one, and again, I do have that one, but it's it's a lot. Of, it was actually going to be the first time I think, maybe not the first time that we had a, a, a link from CNN. Again, polling Hispanics and blacks. They're, dude, they're leaving the Democrat yeah, party. They the are. Democrat they're party. not down that. with it, dude. Yeah. They're dude. They don't want it. Yeah. Why are they doing that? Do you think that that's not because of this? That is action. They're saying we're turning our back on you because you're sick. We're turning our back on you because you're full of crap. We're turning on ba- our backs on you because you're actually racist. You're accusing these people of the right of being everything that you actually are, and we figured it out. We're out. Peace out. We're leaving. Dude, that's happening. Do you think that statistic is going to go down or go up by the time 2024 gets here? Because 2022... I think it's not going to matter because they're going to steal an election again. Again, the with the math... There, you, the math didn't matter last time. 
And look it, it what's, does. And look it, what's it going does. on now. It absolutely matters. You got somebody that stole an election, still sitting in the White House. It's beautiful because that's only going to bolster my argument that people aren't going to be nearly, it, again, and you're already seeing it, dude. And I said this since the inception of this podcast is that as the amount, as the misery index increases, the the public sentiment and opinion, and it, once it look this when the Democrats poll numbers are where they're at already, it's impossible for you to win. And I think if you if number one, the provisions are being put in place to make it exponentially more difficult for them to do what they did in the ma- the manner they did it. That doesn't mean they won't circumvent it, reroute, and find a different process. That's a possibility. But ju- look, you want to see direct action? Look at the co- look at the story we covered in Washington State. People did exactly what I suggested. Not that it was just my idea, because it's it's common sense to think out loud. Okay, now private entities, citizen groups are going to monitor the drop boxes. The government's not going to do it, and we got to pay for the footage. We'll do it our damn self. That is direct action against a stolen election. That you think that's going to be one of the only places that does that? Hell no! It's going to go on everywhere. You have drop boxes. We'll watch them. They'll camp outside these drop boxes. Period. Okay. So. That, that, that is a direct action. And like I said earlier, that's just one facet of so many things, dude. So, like, nuanced things that, that individuals and groups are doing. Yeah, and Derek Evans is a good example. Sure, because he was doing he was doing things. But that's what it looked like for him. It's not going to look the same for everybody. Yeah, and, I know. I and agree. And everybody's strong suit is different. I agree and, with uh, that. And I think one of the things that but you... But what do, I'm saying is everybody needs to take action in their own way. Put your phone down if it involves social media or games or sports scores or crap like that. And put the video games down, put the computers down, put that crap down. You know, put the porno down, put the stuff like that down, all that kind of stuff. And do something. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, sure. But I, I think one of the things that, that why me and you disagree so uh, routinely on this is because you fixate on the people that you know in your life personally, and those people exist all over the place, sure. But you fixate on the negative. Well, the thing is, I'm action driven, mm-hmm. and I have been my whole life. Sure, and and again, and I'm goal oriented, right? And I have been my whole life because. My whole life, I've had to be. But, but the difference is, you haven't been action-driven on a political issue until a certain point because it wasn't on your radar, and it wasn't on a lot of people's radar. So, And now it is. That's the point. Now people are starting to, starting to register that, damn, look at, again, the proof's in the pudding. Look at the, the school board meetings is just one example. The, the election drop boxes would be another. Derek Evans at an abortion clinic would be yet another. And so, dude... People are, as they, the terminology they use, oh, people are starting to wake up. They are. People are starting to get blips on the radar. Hey, man, there's trouble inbound. This is an issue. And, again, the way those people individually and in groups take action looks different for every singular issue. And, again, someone like Undercover Mothers is going to take a different action than someone, you know, uh, a local group at a public school board meeting or, um, you know, a, a local election meeting, a local Republican, you know, uh, Committeeman meeting, like we've talked about before, it's all going to look different. I, I think that, it, it, dude, and to empower people to know, not lambast people, everybody can do something, and I think that's happening. The 
the people that have the ability are doing. The people that can't aren't. And so... The people that have the ability or the people that choose to act? Well, it, however you want to say it. I, that's a big difference. Well, Because a lot sure, of people sure. have the ability and choose not to act on the ability. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. But overall, I think the American the American train of thought and the American uh, virtue of, of perseverance. Um, dude, uh, think about, the, you know, the, the Great Depression, the things that went on, this country persevered through that. I mean, that that's a pretty big deal. Um, the, uh, this country was able to maintain, maintain itself through a very violent, nasty civil war. And um, am I suggesting that these people are cut from the same cloth? I'm not. No. Mm. Is that spirit still embodied in a core part of our 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 culture? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I don't it, think I, I don't think it courses through our veins. I don't think that it's. I don't think that that component can be removed from this country. Per, I mean, I take that back. It could. I don't think it has at all yet. I mean, I again the, said another way. If things were as simple as changing us culturally to the level that they want with by doing what they're doing, they wouldn't be trying to do things like convince you. Look, take the, the January 6th quarter committee. If Donald Trump, Reverso was talking about an article he had read earlier on what website? Uh, it was on Newsweek. Newsweek, and what was the basic gist of that? that uh, Trump's aides from the White House were going to testify against him and they and that was you know going to be the turning point and they had done polling across the country and people were ready to get new blood out and he was new blood in and he was you know losing his steam oh yeah so out of his endorsements as of yesterday it's 130 to 10 primarying establishment republicans 130 to 10 and so what's just off the top of my head where he lost mike pence endorsed kemp in, in Georgia, which Georgia is rife with fraud, Kemp allowed it, but 130 to 10, would they be trying to convince you? Like, it's like Wiley Coyote. Oh, we've got him this time. How many times? Dude, I could tell you, a, I don't want to curse here. I'm trying. How many times they've had him? Just like Wiley Coyote had the Roadrunner this time. Dude, look at this elaborate child. We got him. No, you didn't, and you don't. The Mueller report. Colbert does a song about, you know, the 12 days of Mueller report at Christmas. It's nonsense. This committee is absolutely no different. They, so they come up with a story. I don't even think we talked about this on here. They had said that Donald Trump, when he was done at the Ellipse on January 6th, got in the Beast limousine and choked a Secret Service member demanding to be taken down to the Capitol. And he wasn't even in the limousine, was he? No, he was not. He was in an SUV. Yeah, and, it's, and but that's the outlandish ridiculousness, of course, that now, as of today, or last, I'm sorry, last night, for their primetime hearing, there was it was going to be the end-all, be-all. Of course, out of all the nothing that they, they've had, this is the some of the most nothing. It was a big, fat pile of not jack, but it's just frustrating. And look, dude, if I was a Democrat by now, and they're out there, and this just bolsters my argument, you guys keep on selling this and never, ever deliver, ever. 
You never deliver. You told me this guy was had how many times, dude? Through two impeachments, you've got him. You've got him on this. You've got him on. I, I, it's like arguing with a woman. You can't even remember all the points that you know what I'm saying. Like there's so many of them, I can't even remember one. It's just ridiculous nonsense. And this is no different. And in, in fact, so among among registered Republicans, dude, he's still thirty above thirty percentage points above DeSantis for the Republican nomination in 2024. Donald Trump is a beast. And my point with all that is is if Donald Trump, it's, it's emblematic of what's going on with the rest of this socially. If it was so easy to, be, to, to do these things, they wouldn't be fighting as hard as they are. They wouldn't be manipulating the media to the extent that they are. They have to do that. They have to manipulate Newsweek. They have to manipulate CNN and all these things. Brian Stelter, all these frauds have to do that because it's not popular. They're trying to convince you that something's popular and it's not. It's, it's propaganda 101. It's, it's first day, low-hanging fruit, Knuckle dragon, Neanderthal talk BS. It's garbage. None of this is real. It's fake. And again, there's some good bellwethers around. And again, a good bellwether? 130 to 10 on nominations for this election cycle? Come on, dude. And so now they're talking about running Mike Pence. Mike Pence is is in... So you got... uh, Her Karen, I can't... Her last name eludes me. The establishment Republican running for the governor's spot in the gubernatorial race in Arizona versus Carrie Lake, who's the Trump-endorsed, what we've covered on here. She's a beast. So Pence endorsed her opponent just like he did. Uh, the lady that shuts down the CNN reporter? Correct. CNN Plus? That's, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is endorsed by Trump. Her opponent in the primary for the Republican nomination is endorsed by Pence. So you're seeing this play out where they're trying to push Pence and they're creating, they're, which proves the ultimate shield that Pence always was. The plastic fraud that he looked like when you put late eyes on him. I've, I've always thought that in the back of my mind. I, I always thought he was somewhat fraudulent and he proved me right. But all that to say, that will be, a because she is, she would be another Ron DeSantis. She's, aligned, I mean, she's America first all the way. By the way she talks, you'd have to see how she gets in there and governs. I, I, I have faith that she would be a responsible and, and good leader. Um, that's that's going to be a good signifier, and there's a lot of that going on nationwide, so we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see. But they wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing if it was easy to beat this guy. And that, but that also bolsters my point about their ability to cheat. It's his his popularity hasn't gone anywhere, and people know it, dude. It, how is it more? Po- he won more black votes in twenty twenty than in twenty sixteen. So my question to you, as a listener, is: Do you like conversations like this, or do you like more of a news breakdown like we normally do? So you can contact us. You can email us. Do you like the questions? Do you like me getting uh, Stanley all riled up here? I did all that on purpose. That's fine. It's all good. Do we? I got his blood pressure through the roof. You no, should see his blood hat. Pressure, my blood pressure is always good, dude. This is what I'm built for. Let me let me close it out with this. I, I know this has been a uh, it was going to be a short one, and then Buford arrived, and it turned into this. This is uh, Wait, you didn't of, think I was going to skip out, did you? I knew you wouldn't. We're on libs of TikTok.com. The left's alarming push to sever the parent-child relationship has hit the medical industry. Your child may be getting gender reassignment surgery without your consent. 
The left's agenda to groom your children has taken another turn. Various states across America have begun implementing laws and policies to allow children to make healthcare decisions without a parent or guardian's consent, and the medical industry is promoting it. Many of these states are using these new laws to allow for drastic medical decisions to be made without parental consent, including hormone therapy, gender reassignment surgery, and medicated mental health treatment in Washington. We're in Washington again. Children as young as 13 are now allowed to undergo gender reassignment surgery and other questionable medical treatments without parental consent. One Washington dad in a viral TikTok video that gave, I'm sorry, that a school gave his 15-year-old child antidepressants without informing him. Sounds completely insane and illegal, right? Well, it sounds that way, but it isn't. Under Washington law, this is 100% legal and allegedly being carried out by schools. New York has hopped on the bandwagon of removing parents from the treatment room as well. New York Presbyterian recently sent out emails to their patients explaining that accounts for 12 to 17-year-olds must be updated to reflect the adolescent's personal email address as the primary contact as a New York state law allows children to, quote, keep their sensitive medical information private and to consent to some of their own medical treatment. 12-year-old children will now have the ability to to be the primary decision maker for many of their medical treatments and procedures. Children will also have the ability to completely revoke medical record access for their parents or guardians. 12-year-old children who can barely do their own laundry now have the authority over their health care. In Arizona, a major health care provider announced a nearly identical update to their health care system, allowing children to revoke their parents or guardian access to the medical, their medical records. Democrats in California, of course, recently tried passing a bill that would allow minors as young as 12-year-olds to get vaccine without parental permission. One concerned parent in Kennebunk, Maine, shared photos with us of a medical questionnaire, and this is what uh, this is actually the uh, email that we received from Undercover Mothers. Shared photos of a, med a medical questionnaire for patients 12 years of age and older, which read to be filled out by the patient only. The questionnaire included questions about sexuality, asking children what gender they're attracted to, and if the child has ever been in a romantic relationship or had sex. Separate questions ask the children if they've, had, if they've ever had questions about their gender identity and what their preferred pronouns are. The parent spoke to me regarding the questionnaire and stated her child was given the forms right after he turned 13. Naturally, her son was uncomfortable and confused by the questions and asked his mom for help. However, the mom claims the doctor made her leave the room and refused to allow her to be present while her son was answering the questionnaire. Why would a doctor need to secretly know the sexual preference and gender identity that a 13-year-old child claims without his mom present? Why would any child be required to share answers to all these invasive questions and bar any parental involvement? It's not just Maine, Arizona, New York, and Washington. The removal of parents from important decisions in their children's lives is becoming a nationwide policy trend aggressively pushed by the left. And there will be a link to that article that goes on. We need to have them on with that because I believe it was the the mother that took that was wanting to come on. We need to we need to, and that's the same things that they tried to do in the private schools. Is, is the, the mentality is the same through and through. I know this is a long one. A lot of people like a longer show. Yes. Um, again, you can find us on bcblpodcast.com. Email is info at bcblpodcast. Com, and you can find us on Truth Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Please leave us a like, leave us a uh, five-star rating. That would be great. And by all means, please share um, and subscribe, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week. That's too true for radio.
And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true for radio.